Now, here's your host, Mark Moses. Good afternoon and welcome. Welcome indeed to our number two of the Moses Show. This guy's been joining us the last couple weeks for Kansas City Chiefs updates, and they keep winning. That's right. They're a zombie that won't go away. He's my good friend, Garrett Gordon. Garrett, how you doing today? <laughs> Feeling pretty good. Probably have to have the March of the Empire, right, every time we mention the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> you said, hey, they can win in Buffalo, and they did. So the question is, how'd they get it done on Sunday, buddy? Kind of the same way that I thought they might. Close game, comes down to the end, and who do I trust to make more plays? And it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at what Josh Allen did, he played great through most of the game. Last three drives, turnover on downs, punt, and then a missed field goal. That's not good enough. You want to, you want to beat the team that's won multiple championships. Your final tally can't be turnover on downs, punt, missed field goal. You're not winning games that way. No. And it was this weird feeling in the fourth quarter where Buffalo had this feeling like, oh, we're winning. We're going to win. We're winning. This is us. It's our time. And I keep looking at the scoreboard, and I was texting you, uh, Kansas City has the lead right now. It was very bizarre. Yeah. Did you feel that way? Well, interestingly enough, I kind of thought Kansas City dominated that game, but when the Hardman fumble out of the end zone happened, my immediate thought was, oh, this is how they're going to lose this. This would yes. this would be this makes sense. This is how the Bills are going to get over this. Is this weird fumble thing makes sense? And then the Bills just didn't do anything. Like it, <laughs> they responded to that by punting. It it made no sense. And even even the play. And I like Allen. He went for it. He throws to the end zone. Yeah. And then they try. Nance and Romo were like, oh well, he was under pressured. I'm like, no, he wasn't. He had plenty of time. He just had a horrible throw. I'm sorry. He is a good quarterback. He is. He's not clutch. I'm going there. He, I'm not. I think he's Philip Rivers. Yeah. I. You know what? And, and nothing. And nothing wrong with that. Philip Rivers is a great quarterback in the league for a long time. Just not quite good enough. That's where Allen is with me right now. Just not quite good enough. Okay. Here's what's interesting. He likes running the ball. Like, I'm big bruising quarterback. I'm going to run you over. And then every time it's put up or shut up time in the playoffs, because this happened last year against Cincinnati, the other team's like, okay, well, we're going to stack the line and then try to beat us. And then they don't, and they screw up. That's what I see. How about you? I just don't think he's accurate enough. It's not that if you look at his overall accuracy numbers, they're fine. He's good. But. If I need someone to throw a dart and do it consistently for an entire drive to win a game, I don't think that's who he is. He makes amazing throws. The one that rings true is the one where he rolls out, hits Shakir in the end zone. That was unbelievable. But he doesn't do that consistently. Like, it's just every now and then he has his bolt from the blue, and you're like, wow, he's capable of that. But he doesn't do it all the time or on a consistent basis. The greats do. Well, here's the other thing. It's not all on Allen. Why is no one no. taking Kelsey? Why is Kelsey open? What is happening here in this game? They just didn't play well enough. The, the, the Chiefs out-schemed them. They had a better game plan. They executed better. And even when the Chiefs made a critical mistake to let the Bills back in it, 
they still had a game plan for how to stop the Bills. And the Bills, for the most part, they had that one run. It was a weird game, right, where neither defense could get stops, and then suddenly neither offense could do anything. It was very strange. I will say this, and I've been hammering this for 28, like 28, 30, 40 hours. How long it's been since that game? <laughs> it's like Andy Reid ran circles around McDermott. Just, oh, yeah. Just ran circles. My analogy, and I want to get your take on this, Garrett Gordon, is this reminds me of the Buccaneers where they had Tony Dungy, where he got them from being a dumpster fire to respectability to the playoffs, and then they got stuck. And then they're like, all right, we got to get someone. I, I think McDermott can't be the guy moving forward. That's what I'm saying. I, I agree, especially with the amount of talent that's on the coaching market right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think they have to make a move. Um, there's just too much talent on that team mm-hmm. for them to consistently fail at the exact same spot every single year. And and that's kind of what they're doing. They're on a pretty consistent trajectory of not being quite good enough. And you have a window. Like, they have some cap issues that are coming up. I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep this core there. So when you have this opportunity, you need to strike or it's going to disappear and you're going to be like those uh, late 90s Knicks where it's just gone. And you're just like, oh, I guess – I guess we had a shot, but now we don't. You know what's okay? This is really going to upset you. I could take that audio clip and then insert a new question. What do you do with your Cowboys? And it'd be the exact same answer. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, they're almost the same team as far as lots of hype, lots of talent, should be really good, have put together great regular seasons, and then every single year in the playoffs come undone and we're left going, huh, how come this talented group can't get it done? <laughs> because the other teams got the Michael Jordan of the NFL. I loved you bring up the 90s analogy because that's what I feel. Where yeah. you had the Knicks and the Pacers, the Hawks, Hornets, but the Bulls had Jordan. That's what this feels like. Do you agree? It, it, 100%. So like when Brady was was doing his thing in New England, to be the guy, you have to beat the guy, right? Yeah. And until I see someone beat him consistently, that's the guy. This is We see this over and over again, even if those teams like those Brady Patriots didn't always make it there, but they were always in the mix, and you knew if you were going to beat them, if you were going to win it all, you had to go through them. We're seeing the same thing with what the Astros right now in the American League. If you want to win the World Series, you have to go through them. Yeah. That's always going to happen. And we saw it happen with the Bulls in the 90s. We saw Shaq and Kobe Lakers, right? We've seen these eras of teams, the Warriors, when teams are that good, even when they don't win every year you still have to go through them to get there so i'm always going to lean with the team that is constantly there because they're just going to get enough shots at it you know what it reminds me of in our younger listeners it's funny to say this they don't remember this now they were too young (laughs) i i think of and i think it's it's turned into an underrated moment in the history of the nfl when john elway went for the helicopter jump yeah. Against the Packers. He had to go for it. Because if he doesn't win that game, he'd always be a guy who couldn't get it done. And I remember sitting 100%. there. He, I remember we were in high school. When he made that play, I, it was shocking. You couldn't believe it. You couldn't at the time. It was awesome. Well, there, there's, there's some 
suggestion that that changes the trajectory of his and Favre's career, right? Yes. If, if the Packers win that, that's too straight for Favre, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and at that point, we start thinking of Favre as like, I mean, he went back-to-back. Do we start reimagining what he's like instead of a guy that kind of won it once early on and never quite got back there? I think that's a different conversation, and I think Elway is able to write his narrative a little more complete with those two at the end. You know, it's funny. So if you go back to the broadcast, they're like, old man Elway, this gold guy. (laughs) He's like like 37 there. (laughs) 38. It's so funny. People always forget how Elway's career was because I was getting annoyed online where people were trying to compare Josh Allen to John Elway. And it was just kind of like, listen, man, at this point in John Elway's career, he had already been to two Super Bowls and was a year away from a third. You, you can't be on the plane of someone if you can't even get to where they were. That's why, you know, from from a perspective, if you're a Dolphins fan here in Florida, it's like, well, the Bills, they're just so great. And I'm like – they haven't accomplished anything. Nothing. 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 They're nothing. Man. Man, they, it's the same thing. If they run it back, the same thing's going to happen. I don't care. Well, we thing. have the same situation setting up this weekend, right? Once again, we have a quarterback with all the hype that is going to win the MVP this year that has done everything you can do in the regular season to be considered a great quarterback. You know what he hasn't done? He hasn't got a ring. He hasn't had a ton of postseason success. And now what does he have to go up against? The guy on the other side who all he's done since he's went to the professional leagues and started for Kansas City is win at the highest level. Yes. He's going to have to, he's going to have to beat that. And we haven't seen him prove that yet. And you know, it's going to be the same thing where they have a great defense, Kansas City, that's turned it on at the right time. They're going to spy Lamar Jackson and they're yeah. going to dare him to throw the ball over 10 yards down the field. My question then is who's catching the ball for Baltimore? Who's their receivers exactly? <laughs> I guess I think they're expecting Mark Andrews back this week. Um, likely has been really good for him. They flowers has been good, but you're right from a pure talent perspective. The Ravens pass catchers are a little underwhelming. What did Odell know? Stefan Diggs. No. And what did, what did Odell Beckham Jr. Do last weekend? Put the sports center top 10 chain on Lamar. That's all I saw him do during the game <laughs> last week. I mean, this is this is going to be one of those games where the Ravens on paper have the better team. They should win this game by double digits. But the longer they allow it to stay close, the longer they allow KC to figure things out, the longer that pressure stays on Lamar, the more you start thinking, are the Chiefs going to do this again? Hey, the stats last week, Garrett. Time of possession, Buffalo had it for 37 minutes and yeah. lost the game. 37. Man, that's why my strategy, I, okay, throw the kitchen sink. I'm taking shots early if I'm Baltimore. I don't care if we turn it over. Take shots. you got to get a double-digit lead and then go ground the pound. Yeah. You have to make them play from behind, make Mahomes start trying to force things. If you let them stay comfortable, they are going to beat you. I don't know how many times we have to watch it happen before we understand that Mahomes is one of the best in the business in a close game. He loves the close game. He lives for that moment. There are guys that are like that, and he is built like that. 
He had some of those throws. I, I think we're taking him for granted. Dude, he's in the pocket. He's flicking his wrist, and it's going 35 <laughs> yards down the field. It's amazing. Just From an it. arm talent perspective, we've never seen anything like him. His, his arm talent is otherworldly, and the reason we take him for granted is because we're tired of him. This happens, yes. this happens to every great quarterback. There was a phase in the middle of the domination, people get tired of it. People were tired of Jordan. People were tired of Brady. People got tired of Shaft. People got tired of Kobe. People got tired of Steph, right? We get tired of greatness. But by the end of their career, we all do the same thing. We circle back and go, mm, I'd like to see him get one more. <laughs> but the other problem is... His tight end is dating the most popular woman in America. <laughs> That's yeah. the other problem. That's what it is. You know what? I don't know about you. When the brother was wasted with his shirt off in the skybox, right? My first thought was like, that's going to be the best man at Taylor Swift's wedding. Just think about that. That's what's going to happen. I just think it's, I think it's the funniest thing ever that this is, that this has become like this weird subplot is people are tired of the Chiefs already, but now there's just this extra reason to be tired of the Chiefs. Like, oh, I don't want to see another cutaway of Taylor Swift. Well, it's funny is there was no cutaway because there was a solar eclipse. It was, it was Kelsey with his big guts. It was so great. Um, what's it like walking around? Kansas City like is everyone a Taylor Swift fan now what what's happening I I don't think anyone in Kansas City cares that much about Taylor Swift they're all Chiefs fans <laughs> but they like she's on she's on Chiefs Kingdom right they're fine with it I don't see anyone that's like anti Taylor Swift but I don't really see it I see more conversation about Taylor Swift in the national setting than I do in a local setting. In a local sense, people here are just like, whatever, the Chiefs are good. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's what it is. <laughs> all right, who's your pick then for the game? I think it's Chiefs. Oh, man. I really want the Lions to get there, but I think we're going to get a rematch. I think it's Niners-Chiefs. That's where you're going. So what do you think of that matchup between Lions and the 49ers? I just don't see the Niners playing that bad again. They played about as bad as you can and still win. So they did kind of the escape thing. And I almost think Shanahan likes that because now he's going to be able to tell his team, like, look, I told you, you can't play that way. Now you're going to have to step up. And – I worry a lot about Detroit's defense, which I still am just, I don't think is that good. And I worry that they're going to get shredded by San Francisco. I think the spread is seven right now in favor of San Fran. That's what Vegas thinks. So you, that's what you're going with. You think they, yeah, I, I, I think they might win by 10 or more. And I hope I'm wrong. I will be rooting. Like crazy for the Lions. I hope the Lions win. The Lions are really the only team left that people can really get behind. All the other teams have had Super Bowl success recently or been to Super Bowls. The Lions are the one team left that would give us kind of some new blood in there. It's funny. If you look at the map, I know you've seen these memes already. So the whole country 
is going for Baltimore and only people in Kansas City who love the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Then it's the opposite. Whole country's going for Detroit and then only in San Fran they're going for the Niners. That's a, no- I also don't believe the Baltimore math because I don't. I guarantee there's no one in Pittsburgh that's rooting for Baltimore. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anyone in Cincinnati that's rooting for Baltimore. I'm sorry, like there's division rivalries are different. I don't think those teams, those cities, are rooting for Baltimore. Just like I'm sure. I, although I will say it's different. I don't think the Lions really have rivals in their division because they've been so bad for so long. I think the rest uh- of their division is kind of still happy for them. <laughs> <laughs> my, I just want you to know, my dad, he has gone on record. He hates the Lions and hopes they lose. He doesn't care. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he hates the, he he hates the Packers the most, but he also hates the Lions. There's a hierarchy. There is. Well, listen, every division kind of has that, right? Like, like everyone in the NFC East hates the Cowboys the most, but then after that, they hate each other as well. Yes, they do. Okay, Saturday night was very hard for me because I hate the Packers so much. So I'm like rooting, <laughs> I'm like rooting for Brock Purdy. But most of the game, I don't know about you, most of the game, I'm like, the Packers are going to win this game. Like, they're going to win. In fact, can we just go ahead and say it? The Packers should have won that game. Yes. They blew it. They blew it. They played, they were outplaying the Niners for most of that game. And they just kept making, mistakes at the wrong time. Yes. Look, I texted you this, and I've told this to everyone. The Packers were put on this planet to do two things. One, embarrass my bears, and two, blow it in the playoffs. And they do it every year. Every year. You still, Hey, you start to forget. Remember 2014, they're in Seattle, 15-point lead against Russell Wilson, and then blow that game with Aaron Rodgers. So... Well, Let's talk about it. Let's let's go deeper on this, right? Mm-hmm. They went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back, about a twenty year span or more of elite quarterback play. They got two rings out of that. Thirty. Thirty years. Yes. Thirty they had thirty years of elite quarterback play and got two rings. I feel honestly, I feel sorry. They should have won more. They should have. Well, if you have that kind of quarterback play, you better win more because if your quarterback is one of the top three or four in the league, then you should be knocking on the door for a Super Bowl every year. Remember, the what year was it where Jimmy G and the Niners, so yeah. the snowstorm, they go to Lambeau and they win 10-3 to on a, what was it, a punt return or some block kick? That's how they won. Yeah, it was, it was a weird special teams thing. Oh, that, I like this conversation, by the way. So that one, <laughs> then... 2020, the pandemic year, they host the NFC title game and Brady and the Bucks beat them in a game they had no business. Bucking well, up. there was also, there was also the Kaepernick year where he went up to Lambeau Phil and knocked him around. Yes. They, there's so many, so many times the Packers have, hey, um, all right, let's see. 07, the Eli Manning, where is yep. that the year? It, where it's the coldest game ever at Lambeau up there, you know, and Eli yeah. beats them. Right, you have that. Like all yep. these games, all of them. I love it. By the way, I I can't. <laughs> I can't control. All right, before I let you go, um, you sent me the message about Team USA basketball with the players. <laughs> what are your thoughts? 
I, I need the whole roster because I'm scared. If the names they've released are the ones they're trying to pump up, we've got some issues. Like, why is Austin Reeves in the Pro Bowl? He's, he's a 15 and 5 guy. Like, why is he on the Olympic? Why is he even close to the Olympic team? Because <laughs> once you go to the Lakers, that's better than winning five championships on another team. That's what it is. You're just, you're a Laker, baby. <laughs> The Olympic team is supposed to be our best American players. Austin Reeves wouldn't make a top 50 list. Remember, Germany. Germany won the FIBA last year with Franz Wagner as their best player. That's how terrible this is for us. I don't know what – I mean, some of the names were were good. Like, I mean, I like the Kawhi is going to be involved. I mean, obviously Ant being involved is good, and Paulo's playing awesome, so I'm glad he's involved. But when they release the full list, I better see Halliburton. I better see Brunson. I better see some of our best players on this. Because I'm gonna, I'm telling you right now, if Austin Reeves is playing significant minutes, we're not winning a gold. Who? Okay, so who's our bigs? Who's our front court? I mean, I don't. There's just not that many great American bigs. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns did just drop sixty points, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. I mean, so Paulo. All right, so Paulo Bencaro. Uh, yeah. You're going Carl Anthony Towns. Why do I? Okay. Is Embiid, does he have American citizenship? Why do I feel See, that? I, I thought he was Nigerian, right? I, I got it. We need to do, we need some research team interns well, honestly, to figure this out. Honestly, if Embiid is eligible, he would, yeah, he, <laughs> he would be your first pick. He just dropped 70 last night. He doesn't shoot the three. Not really. And he, I, I don't need him to shoot the three. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I said this at the top. I want Draymond Green on the team. I want him. We need him. Okay. I, I don't want. I, I want no. no parts of Draymond Green on this team. He will. He will podcast from the bench. Okay. He will. I need Draymond. We need. We need some craziness on the team. We need some toughness. Who's our guys? Who do we got? Listen, we just need. We need to just go back to sending our best guys. Why? Like Jason Tatum needs to be on this team. Oh yeah, he's the best. He's the best player on the best team in the NBA right now, record wise. Would you? Have, how, how was his name not part of that little list? Would you put? Is, uh, Paul, is Paul George not going to be on this team? I, don't, I can't look. Jimmy Butler, I love Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. All the, but they're injured all the time. Can we trust them to play basketball? No, we can't. No, we can't. But we we've got to start. We have to like bring. Our best, like the world is caught up to the point where we can't just not bring our best guys. And, why is Kevin Durant not on this list? Why is he ducking this? And, why are we telling? Why aren't we telling Steph Curry like, "Hey, you're not going. Your team is not making the playoffs. You're like twelve. You're like the twelve seed in the West. Come play in the Olympics." I, and I can't believe I have to say this. We have to train for like two or three weeks. You can't just show up. Either. No. You can't. These, these, these other teams have better players. Some of them are, listen, Luca and, and, and is going to be the best player at this tournament. Him and Jokic, they're not American. Giannis is not American. This, this like reminds me of her Brooks in Miracle where he has to put together a real team for the eighties Olympics. That's what's happened here. I can't lose. We cannot. I said this last fall. I said it to you and I'll say it again. We can't lose to the Germans at basketball. We can't. 
We've got to put this together. Well, I just, I don't understand. What I don't understand is what is that list? Like, because that ran, they randomly released like, like a list of like five or six guys and said the longer list is going to come out, but it's kind of like, well, what are these names supposed to mean? Because these guys are not our best. Do we have to entice them by saying there's an in-season tournament at the Olympics? Do we need to do that? I mean, you might as well. Can we not, like, get some money for these guys if that's what it's going to take? It's so great. Dude, if someone called me up and said, Mark, we're going to send you and Garrett to Paris for three weeks to watch basketball, you're in, right, Garrett? Come on. (laughs) Yes, 100%. 100%. I can't wait. My man. Thank you so much for your help, and I'll talk to you later. All right? All right, man. See you.